Handy History Teaching Tips, blogs in a conversational style. Handy History Teaching Tips are conversational podcasts designed to help history teachers with tips, examples and ideas about history teaching. Sally Thorne, that's me, is a head of department and senior examiner. Helen Snelson was a head of department and now trains history teachers. Between us, we have more years classroom history teaching experience than we are going to admit here. Both of us regularly write resources and present at conferences. We are proudly history specific and practical in our approach. Our hope is that this podcast will become something of a problem page for history teachers. Think of Helen and I as your agony aunts. If you're wrestling with something particularly tricky and need some help, drop us an email at handyhistoryteachingtips at gmail.com or tweet us. I'm at Mrs Thorne and Helen is at Snelson H. And we will see what we can cook up between us. This conversation is part of the series All Things Saucy, top tips to help students use sources as evidence. Hello, this podcast is about top tips for using a picture source with students. Okay, how good are you at imagining pictures? If the answer is I'm not, then you might actually want to just pause this and look up a painting called The Dinner Hour Wigan by the artist Eyre Crow, painted in 1874. That's The Dinner Hour Wigan by Eyre, E-Y-R-E, Crow, with an E on the end, in 1874. If you are, of course, good at imagining pictures, then we can just crack on. But uh, if not, have a pause, look it up, because that's what we're going to talk about in our using a picture source with students. OK, so, yeah. And in this edition of Handy Tips, we'll be modelling how to use that picture source with students, as well as showing you some beautiful history. We're going to tell you how you might use that with um, your students. So uh, tip one is I'd really not rush over the first step. And that's asking students to say what they noticed on first looking at the picture. And in this case, in the case of this picture, they're likely to say that they noticed the women in the foreground. Um, We, as older adults history teachers, know that they're mill girls having a break. Um, They're probably just going to say women in the foreground. They might also have noticed uh, a smoky factory chimney. Yep. Uh, It's me having a look at the picture now. So um, I'd I'd then ask them to silently identify five to ten distinct things in the picture. You know, that old think pair share, right? You've got one minute to silently look for for five or ten different things Um, and this is about getting them to look really really closely and because close observation is such an important skill and useful far beyond history Um, so when I do this you know I push the boat out and I colour print a copy for each pair of students um, and then I let them come up to the board in small groups so that they can look at the big version more closely. And, And in this picture examples that a student might select are women chatting, women sitting, women with containers, baskets, uh, women wearing pinafores, cobblestones, big buildings. There's a there are a couple of chimneys with smoke. There's a lamp post. There's a, a woman stood on a low wall. There's a one story building in the foreground and there's a man walking in the street in the background. Anyway, hopefully that's given you an idea about what this picture is about if you're not actually looking at it. Mm. Um, yeah. So uh, what I'd want them to think about then um, is about how and why the picture is composed. So once you've identified your individual elements, 
Um, I'd ask them questions about the colours that have been used, the way the characters are positioned um, the, and the, the way the buildings are positioned within it as well. Um, and then get students to suggest motives like the, the, the artist motives for this. Um, so tip two is to help students to focus on construction as a way to understand audience and purpose. It's only after that that I would tell them the title um, and probably in this case where Wigan is most likely, unless you happen to live in the <laughs> northwest. Um, and I'd be getting students really to think then about what the artist seems to be wanting us to see in connection to that that title as well. What the artist wants us to see, to know, to think about. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, it's it's good to, to hold the title back. I agree. Um, because it makes them really think about it through. And hopefully, probably, they'll say that the artist is presenting the women as relaxed, they're able to socialise, um, they're probably not very rich because one of them doesn't have any shoes on, but they've got food, um, they've got some education, one of them's reading, um, and that there are no trees, um, th there are no trees around them, and there, there's air pollution and, and large buildings that they may be working in. So it's a real humanity to the picture, um, and we'd want to engage with that. And with some classes, I'd put students in position and get them to become the characters in the picture and, and imagine that, that what they could be thinking about. I think this would get across that that social human aspect because um, I look at it and I, and I see the equivalent of year nine in the playground. It's It's actually really relatable. It's an incredibly social scene, this one. Yeah, I agree. And I, I really love a good tableau. Um, on my PGCE, the tutor would uh, have us assemble as a picture and then he'd count us down from three and we had to freeze and then turn to the person next to us and say something in character. So what did we think our person might be thinking about during this? And, and that was, you know, particularly with the PGCE group was a lot of fun um, and something nice and quick that you can do with students in class as well. Um, if I was using this source at the start of the inquiry, um, then I'd be asking what perception of a Lancashire industrial town in 1874 we get from this source. Um, so then what questions do we want to ask to test out how authentically this picture represents reality? Um, and I'd want them to think about what other sources might have survived to us from this time so that we can try to get we can cross reference and try to get a wider picture of the time. Yeah. OK, so here our tip three is to think about the context to the to the picture. Um, but then we could also use this towards the end of a study of life in the 19th century industrial towns. And if we if I did it like that, then I'd put the picture in the centre of a page. I'd highlight an aspect and I'd expect students to to set it in context using their knowledge that they'd acquired over the previous uh, few lessons. So I'd be asking, for example, um, where can they link their knowledge to the picture um, or what does the picture suggest um, th suggest something that's a bit different perhaps from what they'd thought um, perhaps which part of the story of industrial 19th century life does the picture choose to illustrate that might be a good question another one I like is what might Crow's thoughts on Wigan have been it's actually referring back to that idea that this is a again a fragment. Where does this fit into into the context of their knowledge? How can they rearrange their thinking using it? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'd I'd want to ask students, um, where could we 
um, use this source. Um, so I, I could get them to write a panel to go in an exhibition um, and then get them to select other pictures and images that they want to present this kind of, you know, curating a museum about industrial life. Um, so they could uh, write a short introduction to their exhibition of working life in a 19th century industrial town. Yeah, simply love working with pictures. They can add such a sense of period. Um, students who are less good at writing can can really, really shine with perceptive comments as well, which is just such a nice thing for everybody and particularly for them, of course, in a class. And they're, they're just so obviously reconstructions of, of past life. There are some absolutely amazing ones. We've got a brilliant one in uh, the gallery locally, which is uh, troops leading from leaving for the front from Victoria Station with right in the middle, a, a young woman from the Salvation Army trying to sell them things and then, you know, women saying goodbye and absolutely amazingly moving picture. And there's some absolutely gorgeous images on the websites of leading galleries. And we're going to do a, a, another one of these podcasts about where you can find great image sources. But if, right off the top of my head now, I'd say try the uh, Rijks Museum in the Netherlands. They have some amazing pictures and some of them are very much everyday life in the sort of 16th, 17th century. Just gorgeous just for sense of period yeah and I, I think about the in bristol museum there's the the i think it's the delhi derber it's the procession oh uh, love it coming in india which is just it's it's so big and you could just stand i could stand there for hours looking at that so um yeah so th this is then our well-being tip for today is what about um going and enjoying some time with friends and family in a lovely local gallery you never know what you're going to find there that might be helpful in your classroom well, thanks very much, Helen. It's really nice to talk to you. See you later, Sally.